0: Welcome to The Refresh from Insider. I'm Dave Smith.
1: And I'm Rebecca Ibarra. It's Tuesday, August 16th, and we're the podcast that updates whenever there's news, all day, every weekday.
0: Here's the latest.
1: President Biden has signed the Inflation Reduction Act into law. Despite its name, the new law is better known for its action to fight climate change and its provision that allows Medicare to negotiate prescription drug prices. It also imposes minimum taxes on some big corporations and beefs up IRS enforcement.
0: The law passed without a single Republican vote. In a push to get more people to vote, the NBA has announced it won't hold any games on Election Day. Instead, it'll schedule games the night before the November midterm elections to encourage fans to register to vote and learn about how elections work in their state.
1: You may not know this, but up until now, hearing aids have only been available with a prescription. But today, VP Kamala Harris announced a big change from the FDA.
2: Soon, Americans with mild to moderate hearing loss will be able to buy their hearing aids at the local drugstore or pharmacy. No prescription needed.
1: This could come as soon as October. The Biden administration says a more open and accessible hearing aid market could save families up to $3,000. According to the FDA, one in eight people in the U.S. have hearing loss in both ears.
0: Commercial flights could be getting a lot faster, but unfortunately we'll have to wait a while. American Airlines is buying 20 supersonic planes from a company called Boom. Boom's overture plane can cut transatlantic and transpacific travel time nearly in half. How does Seattle to Tokyo in six hours sound to you? Or how about New York to London in only three and a half hours? But Boom says the jets won't be ready for commercial use until the end of the decade. Plus, you can forget about New York to LA or the other way around. Supersonic flights are currently prohibited over land in the U.S.,
1: WeWork's disgraced founder, Adam Newman, is back, proving white men can only fail up. And this time, he's not about gobbling up commercial real estate to offer workspaces with unlimited kombucha. He wants to shake up the rental housing market. Newman's new venture, called Flow, just received... More than $350 million in finances from blue-chip VC Andreessen Horowitz. Flow is already estimated to be worth a billion dollars, which is really not bad for a guy who just three years ago was publicly ousted from his own company after a failed IPO. Did you know you can share any of our segments on social media? Just look in the description section on your podcast app, and you'll see a little
0: share link next to each story. It's super easy. Give it a try. Today and every day, we're updating the refresh from Insider as news happens. So check back whenever you want to know the latest.
1: Coming up, we answer some of the questions you might have about living and working abroad. We've heard a lot about rents soaring in big cities, but now higher rents are becoming a problem across the country. Axios reports that prices for new tenants were up by nearly 25% between April and June compared to three years ago, pre-pandemic. Some of the reasons? Well, landlords are taking advantage of people who moved from cities like New York or LA during the pandemic to have more space,
0: and there just isn't enough housing to meet demand. An appellate court in Florida is upholding a lower court ruling that a 16-year-old isn't mature enough to decide to get an abortion. The teenager, described in court filings as parentless, had asked to bypass the state's law that requires parents grant permission for minors seeking abortions. She argued she's still in school, is unemployed, and the father isn't around to help. But the court said that wasn't enough. A crash in Germany
1: involving an autonomous car has left 1 person dead and 9 injured. It happened Monday afternoon in southwestern Germany. A BMW test vehicle with 5 people on board swerved into oncoming traffic, causing crashes with 4 other vehicles. The driver of a van that was hit died. Police say they are trying to work out if the car was being driven by the computer, which BMW denies, or a person
0: at the time. The car maker says it's helping with the investigation. Republican Representative Liz Cheney is widely expected to lose her Wyoming primary today, and if she does, it'll mark the end of a Cheney dynasty in the state, which began with her father, former Vice President Dick Cheney, in the 70s. Liz Cheney's role as vice chair of the January 6th committee has pissed off the pro-Trump members of her party, and her loss would signal a new brand of politics for the state, one without room for anti-Trump conservatives like Cheney.
1: The Academy of Motion Pictures has apologized to Sasheen Littlefeather for the abuse she's endured for nearly 50 years. You may have heard the story. At the Academy Awards in 1973, Littlefeather appeared on stage in place of Marlon Brando. Wearing a buckskin dress and moccasins. she declined his best actor award for The Godfather, saying, And the reasons for this being are the treatment of American Indians today by the film industry Excuse me. <laughs> Little Feather says she's been harassed and discriminated against since. Now, the Academy is hosting an event in the 75 year old's honor. Uprooting your life, moving to a foreign country, and working with your laptop on a beach sounds like a fantasy, but millions do it every year, and the trend is growing. In 2019, the State Department estimated 9 million Americans moved abroad. Last year, that number jumped to over 15 million. That's according to MBO partners. And the uptick might be thanks to new visa programs in countries like Costa Rica and Portugal that are geared toward digital nomads, people who live and work in foreign countries. Insiders Rachel DeRose has interviewed several digital nomads and is here to
2: offer some advice. Hey, Rachel. Hi, it's so great to talk to you today. So other than visa programs, what else is driving more people to move abroad? When the pandemic happened, people moved online or did work from home or remote work. And While at the start of the pandemic, we kind of thought that would disappear after a while, it definitely ended up staying and it ended up expanding in a lot of ways. And so in 2021 and 2022, as companies cemented these policies and made it part of their work models, people were given more freedom to be able to travel like this and maintain the job that they already had.
1: Yeah, so this is a huge decision, though, you know, you're picking up your whole life and moving abroad to a country where you possibly don't understand the language or the culture. So based on your reporting, what were some of the challenges or what are some of the challenges people are facing in the process?
2: Well, some of the problems are still the complications of getting the visas, of managing your job if you're working overseas, you know, tax regulations. So just because your company offers remote work doesn't mean that you're actually able to work from anywhere or work abroad. And so a lot of these digital nomad visas as well are very young. They're all of two years old, if not only a couple months old. And because of that, they haven't necessarily worked out the kinks in the, in the programs or worked out the application process entirely. So Rachel, how can one decide what country is right for
1: them? You know, what country could be a good fit?
2: Well, there's a couple things that some of the digital nomads and relocation consultants I spoke to really emphasized, which is affordability, proximity to a community, internet infrastructure, the climate of the location you're going to, safety, mm-hmm. and then the time zone. If your company is based in the United States and you're working on Eastern time, then you may not want to go to a place that has a 12-hour time difference and you'll be working all through through the night and then not be able to enjoy your day. So, Rachel, I have to admit
1: that my gut reaction to stories about becoming a digital nomad is... Ugh because I'm from Mexico City, and I still have family and friends there. And it has seen a huge influx of Americans during the pandemic. You know, they're Mm -hmm. driven there, because obviously, it's beautiful, but because for people making dollars, it's super cheap. And that is driving prices up, including houses and creating lots of tensions, you know, it's being criticized as colonialist and imperialist. Mm -hmm. So how can people thinking about leaving the US, you know, minimize the damage they do
2: abroad? It goes back to that very carefully picking the location that you're choosing to work from. And that doesn't just have to do with what your needs are. It has to do with the needs or what's best for the place you're traveling to or going to be Mm. calling home. And since it is your home, you need to treat it like a home. So one point here is be careful about where you pick. Be thoughtful about it. Don't move to to a country where you don't speak the language and then just expect everyone around you to accommodate you and accommodate your language. And that goes into the second part, which is embracing the culture of the place you're going. If you're going to be a digital nomad, it's not going to be the same as your hometown and staying there and your work life isn't going to be the same. Your social life Mm. isn't going to be the same. And that's the whole point. That's what makes being a digital nomad so great for some people. And if you're not able to open up like that and accept another culture and try to appreciate another culture, then being a digital nomad probably isn't actually the best lifestyle for you. Such good advice. So for people
1: listening and thinking about moving and working abroad, any other big piece of
2: advice you have for them? If this is something you're interested in, really just go for it. Look into it. Hire a relocation consultant if you don't really know where to start. Take that leap because there's always going to be a reason not to. There's always going to be, Mm -hmm. but my friends, but my family, but my job. And so there's never going to be a perfect time to do this. You just have to do it. Rachel, thanks for chatting. Thank you. It was so great talking
1: to you. Rachel DeRose is a reporter at Insider covering careers.